0: The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the raw and uncensored, ambitious podcast. I'm your host, the original HBIC, Katie Boyd. Oh yeah, here I am, the HBIC, Katie motherfucking Boyd. Woo! Today's Ambitious episode is all about how bad do you really want it? But before I do anything, I wanted to share my review of the week, and it is from the lovely KChassie09. I don't know her real name, so we're just going to go with that, but we're going to find out who this bitch is. And she says... I often listen to the personal development podcast that sugarcoat things and baby's the listener, not Katie. I love how real she is because it made what she was saying even more relatable. <laughs> Thank you. Her words challenge you to reflect on where you are and make real effective change to constantly be a better version of yourself. Start listening. Thank you, Miss Thang. Can you email me at themisfitclub at gmail.com to redeem your free month either virtually or in house at KBMFC? I don't know your name yet, so I'm just going to go with K KChassie09. Sounds kind of sexual. So just a reminder that each week on the ambitious podcast, we will be speaking on the six life makers or breakers. And I will just remind you briefly to get you back up to speed. And if you are new here, welcome. And please go back to the first podcast and listen from the beginning because I think you will enjoy it very much. So here they are. Wealth, abundance, money mindset, and investing. Two, health, nutrition, and overall wellness. Three, feelings, emotions, and fierce boundaries. Four, relationships, the good, the bad, and the toxic. Five, your environment. Are you Pinterest perfect, or are you an episode of Hoarders, and why, and how to change it? And six my favorite non-negotiable spiritual practices. And because we do not have any sponsored ads on the Ambitious Podcast, my only ask of you is that if you feel like you've gained a lot of value from listening, please bring at least one other listener on, a friend, a family member, or maybe even someone who annoys the fuck out of you that you think may get the picture from one of my messages. Please share this on your Facebook, Instagram, It tag me on your Instagram stories, give it five stars and a rockin' review, and the better the written reviews, the more people the ambitious movement will touch. And if you have the cojones to give Ambitious a bad review, I want to remind you, I warned you in the episode one that if you take shit personally, are small-minded, and part of the zombie apocalypse that is the world today, oh, you do not appreciate my fucking language, you need to stop listening right now, go into a dark room, put on some Jodeci, <laughs> Jodeci, I pulled that out of my ass, and go fuck yourself. <laughs> If you have already reviewed in bitches, and gave it five stars, I thank you from the bottom of my little black heart. And if you go to www.kvmfc.com and sign up for my free newsletter, not only will you receive free workouts, free meal plans, recipes, and inspiration, you will also receive a chance to win a $200 keto starter kit from Ancient Nutrition. And every month, we're going to be doing a giveaway. So exciting things coming up. I've been getting hundreds of emails every week asking how people can work with me, how people can come to KBMFC, what is going on in my life. And I'm just going to drop it here and you guys can just email me and ask me more information. So Monday, September 17th, I'm holding a Reiki One and Multidimensional Healing Certification that day at KBMFC in Hudson, New Hampshire. Then Saturday, September 22nd, the famous Carlos Velez, Victoria Duke Smolinski. Owner of Academy of Glam and Chloe Duke will be at KBMFC for a full day of makeovers. And the next day, I will be holding the first installment of my business and branding mastermind coaching from 1 to 5 p.m. And then we're going to be doing sound healing that same day from 5 to 7 p.m. And then our first goddess gathering will be held from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. on Wednesday, September 26th. And that is all at Katie Boyd's Misfit Club in Hudson, New Hampshire. So today is all about how bad do you want it? Sounds kind of dirty. Sounds kind of sexual, but it's totally not. I mean, I'm sure it's going to be potty mouth talk, but it's, this is totally about success. So I want to start because I I do love quotes. I'm a quote whore. I want to start with one of my favorite quotes and we are going to begin our podcast today. And we're going to finish our podcast today by the same person. His name is Les Brown. And this is how it goes. The graveyard is the richest place on earth. Because it is here that you will find all the hopes and dreams that were never fulfilled, the books that were never written, the songs that were never sung, the inventions that were never shared, the cures that were never discovered, all because someone was too afraid to take that first step, keep with the problem, or determined to carry out on their dream. Les Brown. Like, so good, right? Doesn't that just like smack you in the face with a big old dick it's just like bam right in the face slap it it's just like ouch i just got bitch slapped by some random cock for (laughs) christ's sakes so let's really think about this today we're going to be talking about every these girls are such pigs in my audience they just anytime they i say the word dick or it's just they go like into a tizzy Hard. Get your mind out of the gutter. Seriously. So today we're going to be ta- talking about the top 11 most important factors for success in anything. So it's not just about business. It's just success in anything. So many of you that are uh, listening right now are going to think, I'm going to say some cliche ass shit, but I'm not going to. I am not going to say ridiculous amounts of talent and an Ivy League education or a massive sum of money in the bank when it comes to success in anything business, health, spirituality, and even relationships like marriage and friendships. These are, in my opinion, above all else, what is most important. And if you want to achieve anything you want in this universe, follow these next 11 steps. Okay. Are you guys ready? This is some serious shit right now. Gosh. All right. Number one, passion. Passion. You have to ask yourself, what makes your heart sing? And you need to do that. I always ask my coaching clients this question. And everyone here, I've asked this too. If you had unlimited amounts of money and could do anything in the world, what would it be? And then start reverse engineering how you're going to do it. Don't aspire to make a living. Aspire to make a difference. And when you do that, the money just comes. It's like the law of the universe. So many people are so money hungry and materialistically driven they think that the cars and the shoes and the homes are going to fill the heart sized hole in their souls. And the truth is it never does. I thought my entire life that if I became rich or what I thought rich looked like, because those are two very different things that I would have passion and happiness and joy. And I would just like want to leap up out of bed and just do my thing every day. And it actually was the biggest, biggest mind fuck of the century because it made me even more depressed when I got all the things I ever wanted, I felt totally dead inside and passionless. That is where passion comes in. That is the only thing in the world that truly will keep you going. Keep you going when you are frustrated, angry, scared. I still get scared. I still get frustrated. I still get angry, anger mostly, and exhaustion is passion. You have to love what you do. And You may have loved what you did for a really long time and then all of a sudden be like, I don't really like this anymore. And that's where you have to go and find your passion once again. There are still days that I want to sell everything I own and do mission work or sell coconuts on the side of the Hana Highway in Maui. I say this to Matt all the time, right? Matt, when I get frustrated, I'm like, let's just sell everything. Just like move and I'll wear like a coconut bra and we'll have like weird sex in the woods. It'll be great. And I think he likes the weird sex in the wood part, but I don't think he wants to just like sell everything and like move. It's just total frustration. But I know in my heart of hearts, the people that I work with every day need me at this very moment. So that's where passion comes in. So that's number one. Number two, this is a hard one for me. Emotional regulation. You cannot let any little thing that doesn't go your way make you fly off the handle and want to quit. If that is a character flaw or a personality trait you have and you don't think that you can get rid of it, then you are better off just working for some boss who has hired you to make his or her dreams come true. That's like so sad, right? Just think about that for a second. As Winston Churchill said, you will never reach your destination if you throw stones at every dog that barks, right? How many people fuck with you like on a daily basis and you just like want to address them all the time? My grandmother used to say, a queen never leaves her throne to address peasants throwing stones. You can't. You have to run the, your freaking... Queendom, right? Every day when I work on my company, there are so many aggravating, stupid, ridiculous, and frustrating things that happen at KBMSC. And I, if I let every little thing that burns my ass get me twisted, sad, pissed, and overwhelmed, I would be in a fucking padded room drooling on my tits. Let's be honest, okay? You need to regulate your emotions. Make the promise every day to yourself that no matter what happens... Every day, any day that you will stay the course and not get distracted. Because remember, guys, a lot of these things are tests, right? It's just like the God is like throwing out the fishing line being like, is she going to bite this one? Is she going to bite this one? And you have to be like, no, nope, I'm, I'm good. I'm all set with worms today and a hook in my mouth because the truth is every trial and tribulation you encounter is a test and will you pass it or fail it? And that is the question and that is what determines success in anything, anything you do. Even in marriage, like how many times you're like with your husband you just want to like stab him to death with a fucking blunt butter knife and just like flay him. Oh my God, I'm so Game of Thrones right now. Matt, Matt's penis just went up inside his body and it's hiding. It's like, hello. It's like a little turtle. Sorry, Matt. I love you today. Maybe tomorrow I want to kill you, but today I love you. <laughs> Number three, the need for continuous learning. Part of the reason why I think I'm so successful is that I have an insatiable thirst for knowledge. I have my own coaches. I have my own physical coaches. I have my own business coaches. I have my own healers, etc. I read at least, and my girls can all attest to this, I read at least three books a week. And when I drive or I lift or I do my cardio or anytime I'm just doing anything that's kind of like mindless, I am consuming podcasts. I'm consuming audiobooks. I am listening to YouTube videos, you name it. And in January of 2017, no, 2018, I read 30 books in 30 days because I wanted to prove to myself that I could do something that's so insanely crazy and ran companies and, and, and. So now, I want to let you in on a little secret. I was the worst student in America in high school. Like, literally, like, the worst. I thought high school was nothing more than a fashion show. And all of my high school friends, if you're watching, you'll be like, yes, that bitch thought she was, like, freaking, what's her name from Clueless? I don't even remember her name. What was her name? Cher. It was Cher. Yeah. I loved- so And I had, like, the same yellow outfit and I'm not even joking you. Um, I thought it was a fashion show. I thought it was a popularity contest. I fucking hated, hated, hated school. I almost didn't graduate high school. This is a true story. I swear to God. I got like a 900 combined score on my SATs. Like I, I, like a monkey that just took feces and like put it all over the test, probably could have like scored higher than me. And I also threatened my biology teacher in senior year in high school that if he didn't pass me, so that I could actually graduate, that I would plant porn and dildos in his desk, and then I would rat him out to the headmaster. This is a fucking true story. I'm so sorry. You know who you are if you're if you're watching this. I was up at that time. It was not a good time in my life. And that did not go over so well with my headmaster at Taun High School. And the truth is, is my mind doesn't work that way. Regular standardized testing does not work for me. Like who is with me here? Like fucking fill a bubble in with a number two pencil, just like kick me in the vagina repeatedly. Uh, never... Has and never will and I do not think that getting good grades in school is a harbinger for success in life A lot of people right now that are intellectuals are gonna be like this bitch I'm turning her podcast off right now, but I really do believe that getting good grades and like you can Google right now all these people that are super successful that almost flunked out of high school Some of them didn't even graduate high school. They never went to college like it's it's true and I don't like to be told what to read I don't like to be told what to study, okay? I want to read what I want to read. I want to learn what I want to learn. And I am an indigo child. I am not here to sit at a desk like a drone and like the Rockefellers wanted me to and train me to be docile and move my seat when a bell rings, i.e. getting me ready for factory work you guys all know that this is like a true thing, right? School is fucking business. And if you have a phone or a computer, you have a million years of knowledge at the tips of your fingers. And it's about wanting to learn in this day and age. If you aren't uh, learning that it's you're just ignorant because you have every tool in the world. Number four, vision and mission. You have to have a specific goal in your mind and hold it there and do what it takes to get there. So you can't just like write down all these goals and sit and be like, oh, God's just going to give me what I want. No, you got to fucking work for it. Right? So you need to sit down and you need to take your time and you really need to think what you truly desire. I think that we put so much effort into like thinking about all this other stuff. And at the end of the day, like we never sit down and say like, what do I really want from my life? But we're too busy planning everyone else's life and taking care of everyone else, right? So you got to write it down and you got to be so specific like down to the absolute like minutia, like the pubic hair of your goal, okay? And like think about Arnold Schwarzenegger. I always think about him when I'm thinking about success. Arnold Schwarzenegger. He used to talk all the time he would speak it all the time out loud like I'm I'm going to be Mr. Olympia that's like my best Arnold Schwarzenegger I'm sorry and then he did everything it took to be that person he said he wanted to be one of the biggest and most famous movie stars of all time and people fucking laughed at him he had a huge birthmark on his face do you guys know this that he had like this ginormous birthmark on his face he was a massive beast so he was like not uh like normal 70s, you know, person on movies. And he had this thick, thick, thick Austrian accent, which Hello. It's a lot of things against him at one time, but you know what he did? He worked full time. He worked out, he ate like an animal. And then after work, he would go to acting classes and speech therapy and he got his mole removed and then he would lose massive, massive amounts of weights for a movie. I don't remember the actual person that was casting him, but there was this famous, um, famous casting director. And he said, Arnold, I'll put you in this movie. If you can be 198 pounds by like this certain date. And he was 265 pounds. He had just come off of Mr. Olympia and he was like, I'm doing it. And he did it. And to the day they put him on the scale that day at the casting director's office. And he was 198 pounds. And that's what I think that's when he got the role of Conan. So this was like back in the seventies, right? So dreams without goals remain dreams. You need goals for every second of the day. I personally write down everything I want to do every day down to the minutia. Again, I am constantly reminding myself why I'm doing it. This is the mission part. Goals are great. But you need a mission. Why are you trying to achieve these goals in the first place? For me, my mission personally is to help as many women and humans around the world to realize that they can have a magical life if they can only apply the diligence and consistency and... the ambitious principles because I know firsthand what it feels like to have depression, to have anxiety, to feel like a worthless bum. Everyone in the room right now is like, Katie, yes, I feel like this still. I feel like a loser sometimes. And nobody, and I know how bad it feels. And I do not want anybody else on this planet to feel like that ever. So my mission is to try to help people not feel that way by giving them the tools that they need to live this ambitious life. Are your reasons for success that you want your mom to be proud, to start a nonprofit organization, to help children in need, to build wells in Africa, to travel the world, have a jet, a Lamborghini? What is your why? You have to figure out what your why is. And again, reverse engineer it. Number five, failure. I am very, very, very comfortable with this one. Get really comfortable with failure. Failure in anything is inevitable. And when you fail, especially when it's like huge, like huge failure, like divorce and bankruptcy, closing down of a business, you need to take these karmic slaps as a learning lesson. You start to realize that your shortcomings and where you need to put more attention in and attention to is all about Failure. Being successful in anything is difficult. It is not for the weak. (laughs) If you're a pussy or you are faint of heart, it's not for you. I could do an entire podcast just telling you about all the times I have failed, all the times I have been told, no, you're no good. You're not good enough. You're not pretty enough. You're not thin enough. You're not smart enough. And the issue is that the only thing that we see in this day and age because of fucking fake book and Instagram is everyone's success highlights. We don't see the tears that they shed in their beds at night, the farts that they trusted. And hello, you don't fucking trust a fart. Hello? Like, did your mother never teach you anything? The pain that they feel, the depression they endure, the anxiety that they struggle with. And I deal with all those things, especially the trusting the fart part. I make myself literally sick some days worrying about what my next move will be. I just don't show you, but I am now. So I'm sitting here on this podcast, talking to all of you, telling you that I struggle with the same things and the amount of times I have lost and been beaten down are too many to name. But at the end of the day, the pain of not going to the next level is not and never will be as painful as failing and giving up and giving up after failure is not a fucking option for me. It's just not. It's never been. It never will be. I don't care how bad it gets. Failure is never an option. Number six, hardcore work ethic. I know, this is like, duh, we knew this one was coming. There's no other way to put this. When everyone else is on vacation and working for the weekend. Do you remember that song? Everybody is working for... the uh, Survivor. That is the worst plebeian song I've ever ever heard in my life. Because everyone literally thinks that like, oh my god, I love this song, it's Friday! It's like... I don't even know what's a Monday and what's like a Friday in my life. Every day to me is the same. I'm not working for the weekend. I'm just working for the next level. People are, you know, work for the weekend. They're binging on Netflix. They're eating junk. They're drinking booze. They're grinding on guidos in the club. I don't do that anymore, but I used to. Um, And you are the one fucking grinding on your work's dick. That's what you need to do. Instead of grinding on the Guidos, you need to grind on your work's dick. From 1999 until about 2014, I worked 16 hours a day, six to seven days a week. When I met my husband, did I ever have, did I ever take a vacation? Were you like, when was the last time you took a vacation? I was like, I don't even know what, what is that? what is a vacation? And I would like never do anything. I would like work, go to sleep, work, go to sleep. And I worked on holidays and weekends and summers and 4am and midnight. And I slept at my company and I gave myself Portuguese showers and my sink at the gym and I brushed my teeth and I sat there 24 seven. And now I'm just at the point, just now I'm just at the point in maybe the last few years where I can actually go on vacations that I have help at my gym and I still work my face off. I just do it differently now. I fucked up so many times and had mostly everything I learned and teach in my business coaching masterminds through trial by fire. Hard work works. Working hard is what works at the end. There is no equation. There's no magic pill. It's just working like a hooker on a $2 day. Massive action is the cure all. Number seven, resilience. When you hit a bump in the road or a challenge beyond measure, you need to not only have the stick-to-itiveness, but you need to be able to bounce back and learn lessons from your downfalls and shortcomings. People will always blame other people and say, it's someone else's fault. It's someone else's problem. This is why I'm not where I need to be. This is why I'm fat. This is why I'm not married. This is why I'm not happy. It's always everyone else's fault, Right. And Will Smith, who I love, I loved him when he was the Fresh Prince Bel Air. I love him now. And he says, the issue is it isn't your fault if something is broken per se. But it is your responsibility to be resilient and fix it. It may not be your fault if you lost your job, but it's your responsibility to find another one or finally give into your own dream of opening your own business or company. It may not be your fault that your spouse cheated on you and ruined your marriage, but it is your responsibility to figure out how you are going to move on from it and build a happy life with new, healthy relationships. It's not your fault. Your father was a drug addicted, abusive alcoholic, but it is 100% your responsibility to be resilient, to figure out how you are going to take what happened to you as a child and get the help as an adult to fix the trauma that you have endured. So you do not bring that story into every fucking relationship that you get yourself into. And we see this all the time. It's like all these people are just like, I don't know why I can't find a man. It's like because you literally think every dude is your dad. That's fucking why. And you've never had the therapy. This is your life, your happiness, and your heart. It is your responsibility to make your life resilient. Number eight, discipline. This is honestly one of the top ones that I am like, good with. I am super disciplined. I'm I'm really fucking great at this one. I will pat myself on the back. I may not be the most talented or the most in shape or the smartest or the knowledgeable, but I will hammer at something all day, every day until it fucking happens. I do not give a fuck if I do not sleep. I don't give a fuck if I don't eat. I don't give a fuck if I don't shit, piss. I will have what I want no matter how long it takes. And I am a true disciple of whatever I am trying to make happen. You have to commit. You need to keep this promise to yourself that you You will not quit until the job is done. Commit yourself to discipline yourself as if you would someone else. You care more about flaking out on your friends for drinks after work than you do to your own fucking business, bank accounts, and bodies. Wake up, people. Discipline is doing what needs to be done, even if you don't want to do it. And if I waited until I wanted to do things, I'd be living in a fucking van down by the river. (laughs) It's just... In a little coat. <laughs> I seriously would. Number nine, gratitude. Gratitude breeds success. Being grateful for what you already have sends the vibe to the universe that you do not have lack of mindset. Zig Ziglar once said, the more you recognize and express gratitude for the things you have, the more things you will have to express gratitude for. Isn't that such a good quote? Having a gratitude practice is integral. All millionaires and billionaires and successful people have some kind of a gratitude practice. For me, I list every morning three things at the moment that I'm grateful for. It can be the coffee in my hand, the breath in my lungs, my family, friends, experiences, you name it. Just doing that one thing will change the trajectory of your entire existence on this planet. Number 10, this is so important. And I think this is like one of the uh, most underrated of all of the 11. Find mentors, coaches, and role models. Success leaves clues. And instead of reinventing the wheel, I always say, stand on the shoulders of giants. Seek out the people who have already succeeded and achieved in life what you would love to. If you want to be an Olympic caliber swimmer, study Michael Phelps in every way from his workouts to his rituals to his diet, everything. There's so much, again, there's so much free information now on the internet that ignorance is a choice. And if you want to be a millionaire, study what the rich do. If you want to own a wellness center or be a life coach, work with the people who you idolize. It is that simple. With mentors and coaches, you will gain experience that no schooling degree or book could ever, ever, ever teach you. Ever. And last but not least, go outside your comfort zone. Take risks. If it feels like an old comfortable shoe or the same penis you've been riding since Carter was in office, it probably is. As Neil Donald Walsh once stated, author of Conversations with God, if you have not read those books, theyarebomb.com, he said, life begins at the end of our comfort zone. Do it messy do it scared, but just do it. The term comfort zone is a behavioral space where your activities and behaviors fit a routine and a pattern that minimizes stress and risk. We look at stress nowadays as always a bad thing, but some stress is needed and actually good for you. Healthy stress can be a catalyst for growth and provides motivation to keep on acting. And I just want to end today with another quote from Les Brown. And this is like, this gives me so many feels. You have no idea. Are you guys ready? If you want a thing bad enough to go out and fight for it, to work day and night for it, To give up your time, your peace, and your sleep for it, if all that you dream and scheme is about it, and life seems useless and worthless without it, if you gladly sweat for it, and fret for it, and plan for it, and lose all your terror of the opposition for it, if you simply go after that thing that you want with all your capacity, strength and sagacity, faith, hope, and confidence, and stern pertinacity, if neither cold poverty, famine, nor gout, sickness, nor pain of body and brain can keep you away from the thing that you want. If dogged and grim, you beseech and beset it. With the help of God, you will get it. Les Brown. Thank you all for listening and being crusaders for the ambitious movement. And like I always say, see you next Tuesday. Ow!